Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And it's week 14, and we're presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code PODCAST1. You get a 50% sign-up bonus today for those of you that haven't already done it. We are very fortunate because the only podcast that has the two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling at the Westgate Casino, the Super Contest, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports, on Twitter, as always, and a former NFL player, at Ross Tucker NFL, that's me, on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Heading into the home stretch, Steve, and we need to get back into the black for you guys. Had a pretty good run. Last week for a while, it just didn't finish strong with what happened in a couple of the last games and Monday night, Colt McCoy going down certainly did not help. You know what does help though? Omax boost. I'm telling you, you can feel sharper. There are ways to do this now. Safe, natural ways backed by years of clinical research. Look, I know a lot of people are probably like I was, whatever, crushing coffee, or I'm more of a diet snapple, like iced tea guy. You don't want to be doing that. I, I'm telling you, as I get older, I need caffeine more often. That's why I'm trying this Omax Boost, O-M-A-X-B-O-O-S-T dot com slash money. You get 60% off a one-month supply when you go to omaxboost.com slash money. And they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. 60 days. So you can try this stuff for two months. And if you're like, nah, it, it didn't do it for me, Ross. Sorry. Get your money back. I'm guessing you're going to be like, holy crap. This works. I do feel a little sharper. I do feel a little more focused. Omaxboost.com slash money for the Even Money podcast today. All right, Steve. So let's get into it. Last week, we started with you taking the Cowboys, getting seven and a half points on Thursday night football. Wow, that was a good bet, Steve. 
They won the game outright 13 to 10. 13 to 10, Steve, the total was 53. Like, that is unbelievable. 30 points under. You had two units on the Cowboys. You started off plus two there. We both leaned Jacksonville, getting the four points. Should have taken the Jags. They won the game outright, 6 nothing. We both, I leaned Los Angeles, laying or getting the three and a half points. You leaned Pittsburgh. I should have taken, I should have gone with my lean because they ended up winning the game outright, 33 to 30. Then we get the Bucks and the Panthers. Man, how about the Panthers? I, I like the Bucks getting three and a half points. They won the game outright by a touchdown. I mean, Steve, and you, you mentioned the turnover disparity for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, Cam was throwing interceptions left and right. That was not an issue for the Bucks, and that was two units for me. Yeah, and I wouldn't panic too much for Carolina. I understand Cam can't throw Hail, Hail Mary anymore, but last three games, Carolina 0-3, and they've outgained their opponents by 80 yards in every one of them. They've been unlucky. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Uh, for the Ravens and the Falcons, I leaned Atlanta. You took Atlanta for one unit, laying a point. They lost by 10. Falcons just got beat up up front. And then a disappointing one for me was the Texans and the Browns. It was our first best bet of the week, Steve. We both took the over 47 and a half. And if Antonio Callaway doesn't fumble, as he's literally going into the end zone, we win this bet. Final score, 29-13. So it ended up being 42 points with back-to-back touchdowns for Antonio Callaway taken off the board. I think the first one was like a holding penalty. Second one, the guy fumbles. Unbelievable, Steve. Two units for both of us, and it was a best bet. 400 yards for Cleveland's offense and only 13 points. Kind of a bad beat. Very bad beat. Then uh, Bills, Dolphins. I put a unit on the Bills. You did as well. My beloved Bills, they were getting five and a half points. They lost by four, almost won the game outright. So that was the best bet that cashed for us. We both won one unit there. We both passed Giants, Bears. Denver, Cincinnati. We both leaned Cincinnati. I'm glad that's all we did. They lost by two touchdowns. A.J. Green's done for the year. They are a disaster. Rams, Lions. Man, Steve, we both put two units on the Lions getting 10 points. They were right there the whole game. The Rams were sluggish as we suspected. The Lions, it was like a tie game or the Lions were leading. That that really stunk. I, I really thought we had that one. And I didn't think that the Rams would get another touchdown at that point. I thought they would just run the clock out or maybe – Maybe even kick a field goal. That one hurt. Yeah, no doubt about it. And even being tortured by Gurley going down on the one-yard line intentionally with a little over two minutes left, which was the right move, by the way. Increased the Lions' chance of losing from 98% to probably 99.5%. So uh, a cerebral running back, Gurley is, yes. Wait, explain that to me. So Gurley going down when he did... Rather than scoring a touchdown with almost three minutes left, that was the better move? 
Yeah, to illustrate why, um, if he, when he goes down on the one-yard line, they could take three straight knees and then kick a field goal with, what, a minute left, which they're going to make almost all the time. So would you rather be down 14 with 2.12 left, or would you rather be down 10 with uh, one minute left and be out of timeouts? I'd rather be Interesting. down 14. Right, right, right. Interesting, Steve, because either way, it's still two scores. Got it. But then they ended up getting a touchdown, which wasn't good for us. I would have rather them kneel and kick a field goal. Arizona, Green Bay. Wow, I, I took Arizona getting a point. I mean, uh, getting 14, one unit. You lean that way, and they won outright. Cost Mike McCarthy his job. Kansas City, Oakland. I put a unit on the Raiders, and I put two units on the over 55 and a half which absolutely crushed final score 40 to 33 Kansas City. So I got three units on that game, Steve. Is it fair to say, Steve? I mean, is there a lesson learned with those two really high totals? I mean, really high spreads, 14 and 15, that in the NFL, you don't lay those points, you take those points. Well, that's been the old school thought, but frankly, the big favorites have covered at a great rate the past few years so in the new nfl where teams score 55 points in the game instead of 45 we're rethinking that i did want to mention with mccarthy i don't know what took so long and i can't evaluate him in terms of an x's and o's coach but i can tell you in terms of game management he is horrendous he is so conservative and what makes it even worse is that most of his teams the offense obviously with rogers was better than the defense to be kicking field goals and punting on fourth and one left and right. He has single-handedly cost his team more big games than any coach I have ever seen. Wow. Strong words there, Steve. What about the Jets? I put a unit on the Jets getting nine and a half points. They almost won that game outright. So taking the points with the underdogs that were getting a lot of points was real good for me last week. Then we had uh, the Vikings and the Patriots. You put a unit on the over, 48.5. I had two units on the Vikings. I just thought after the Sunday nighter against the Packers that they were playing with confidence. Six points was a lot. Nope. They lost 24-10. to 10. I lost two units. You lost one unit, Steve. Vikings are, I know they're still in the mix, but they've been a pretty, pretty disappointing team for me. Yeah, and we saw both Thielen and Diggs get pretty much controlled by the Patriots, and I know that they've shown up on my injury reports as being both of them being a little bit dinged up, and if those guys aren't healthy, uh, the Vikings' D, although it has improved, is, um, is not what it was last year. There's no deep playoff run for the Vikings coming. Heck, Ross, I'm not sure there's a playoff bid coming. Wow. No, you might be right. You, you might be right. San Francisco, Seattle, I leaned Seattle. That was definitely the right way to lean. You passed the game. Seattle destroyed the 49ers, who not looking good. And then I went to the well again with the Redskins getting six and a half points in Philly. I still think that might have been the right way to go if Colt McCoy and both starting guards did not get hurt for the uh, for the Redskins, that was disastrous. So I lost two units there. So for the week, Steve, I was even. You were down three units for the year. 
You are down seven units. I am down 12 units. So if we're doing nothing else, we are absolutely proving that this is hard to do. And what we did a year ago, and really what we've done over the course of this show over the years, is really, really impressive. We are 16 of 36 on our best bets, which were obviously incredible a year ago. So what we need to do is just keep on keeping on, as they say. And speaking of keeps, look, keep your hair, dudes. I know a lot of you are in your 20s, 30s, whatever, even if you're older. Before you even start, if your dad or your mom's dad has lost their hair, start taking keeps. It legit keeps what you have. Losing hair sucks. And you don't really notice it. You don't, ah, no, I'm not really losing it till it's almost, you know, gone, till it's almost too long. So I've been able to keep what I have now thanks to keep. For five minutes and a dollar a day, you will not have to worry about hair loss again. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash even money. That's K E E P S dot com slash even money. Free month of treatment. Keeps.com slash even money. Keeps. Hair today and hair tomorrow. Let's roll, Bri. All right, let's keep your money this week and make some more. Start off with Tennessee and Jacksonville. Thursday night football, Ross. Titans at home, four-and-a-half-point favorites, 37-and-a-half the total. Right, and the Titans have been a hard team to figure this year. They've been up and down, sometimes game to game, sometimes within the same game like that Jets game. The Jags found a way to beat the Colts 6 nothing. Defense came to play, but that was a home game. They did very little offensively. Low total on this one, 37-and-a-half. I mean, that's a really, really low total. It's hard to hit underneath that. I would lean under um, because I picture 20-17 to being about the max. You just never know with defensive touchdowns and stuff. Heck, the Jets-Titans ended up being 26-22. So I'll just lean the under. I'm not betting the game, Steve, because both these teams are a little too Jekyll and Hyde-ish for me, and I have been very, very bad on Thursdays this year. Yeah, Thursday basic strategy is to look to play the home team, so that's the only way I would look. I was impressed with the effort that Jacksonville put in last week, especially with their defense, and I think that's a response to the team does not want Blake Bortles, a quarterback, and everyone is energized having anyone else behind center but Cody Kessler is not an NFL starting quarterback. I'll pass. On to Sunday, Steve. First up, it's Baltimore, Kansas City. Chiefs laying seven with a total of 53. Well, Vegas thought that Lamar Jackson would struggle in his first road game, and the opposite happened where the Ravens destroyed Atlanta. They only won by 10, but they won by a whole lot more in the stats. So that's a team that is absolutely surging. Obviously, the Chiefs with some distractions so have to be concerned about that. I would lean to Baltimore. You know, I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, they've won three in a row. I kind of like their formula right now. I think they'll play keep away against the Chiefs. I, I think they'll do a pretty good job. Their defense played really well down in Atlanta. Chiefs don't quite have the same running game without Kareem Hunt. I'll put two units on the Ravens getting seven and a half. I think they're going to go into Kansas City, punch the Chiefs in the mouth a little bit, 
I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game, but I do think they'll have a great chance to keep it close. Two units on the Ravens getting seven and a half points, and I'll even put a unit on the under 53. I just think the Ravens' defense is pretty good. I think the Ravens are going to be a, a, a lot of ball-controlled, like they did to the Falcons, ball-control the heck out of them. So, in, in fact, two units on the under 53. I know how historically great Mahomes has been. I don't care. Two units under 53 and two units Ravens getting the seven and a half. Ross, Indianapolis at Houston. Texans laying four and a half points total, 49. You know, I got to think the Colts bounce back after that game in Jacksonville. That was pretty disappointing. But the Texans really have it rolling right now. Texans are playing really well. I just don't think they'll get the turnovers that they got last week against Baker Mayfield. I don't, I don't picture luck doing that. So I think this is a pretty close game. Wouldn't be surprised if the Colts, you know, find a way to get the win in this one. Although they're a little bit more beat up now than they were when these teams met earlier in the season. I'll put one unit on the Colts getting the four and a half points. Yeah, and I like the Colts as well. I'm going to put two units on the Colts. Um, if you recall, when these teams played earlier, this is the game that did indeed go into overtime, and then the Colts made some uh, overly aggressive moves trying to win and wound up losing that game. Um, Colts were actually pretty banged up for most of the first half of the year. Then they got healthy, and now they've got some injuries as well. But the fact that the Texans have somehow won nine in a row, and I could argue that um, at least five of those games, they were an underdog to win, and things the ball just bounced right for this team. Uh, Colts bounce back. Colts two units. Best bet. The best bet. All right, Steve, next up it's Carolina, and they are favored by one point at the Cleveland Browns, 47 total. Yeah, I like Carolina two units. Carolina's going to win this game. They um, have really had an unlucky run the last three games. Um, they lose that game against... Detroit by one point where they dominated the stats. They actually crushed Seattle. If you watch the game, I still can't quite figure out how they lost that game. So now three straight games that Carolina has won the stats and they've come out with losses, um, all, uh, as Ross mentioned, turnover driven against Tampa Bay, um, Cleveland. They got a, a, a nice bounce when um, they had the coaching change, but they're still the Browns. I don't trust them. Carolina, the better team. They'll win the game two units. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. I just don't like the mojo of the Panthers right now, losing four straight, firing assistant coaches is kind of sending a message, sacrificial lambs. And I also think the Browns aren't going to come back to Cleveland and Baker Mayfield is not going to throw three picks in the first quarter. I am going to pass this game. And I would go over, but given the turnovers by both these quarterbacks, I'm not going to do it. This is just a pass for me. Ross, the Green Bay Packers laying six at home against the Atlanta Falcons with a total of 48-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm not touching this game. I, I really – too much up in the air, uh, too much unknown. I don't know what Philbin and, and the and Packers are going to do differently. Philbin's trying to maybe get the, the full-time job here. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the Falcons come out and do, obviously – you know, they're having their own issues. I just I don't feel comfortable touching this game. I do think Green Bay is going to play super hard after firing McCarthy, uh, but they're just not that good. And I was leaning over, but then I saw when a, uh, some stats on when an NFL team fires their coach mid-year that unders 
predominate in the first game after the firing. So, and I, I think the um, the teams that fire the coach are eight and seven against the spread. So nothing conclusive there either. I'll just lean to Green Bay. Steve, the New Orleans Saints, eight point favorites at NFC South's Tampa Bay, fifty seven the total. Yeah, we're going to go under in this one for you know what I'm going to go three units on this under. Um, the weather forecast calls potentially for some rain and possibly even some wind. Uh, everything I see from the Saints lately shows me ball control and that they're trying to establish the run and that Breeze has been, other than the game against the Cowboys, very effective. But he, frankly, just is not throwing the ball down the field. And I think Tampa, they turned the ball over so much the first half of the year that they've worked big time with Winston to be more protective of the ball and not take those um, dangerous shots down the field. So I'm seeing a different Tampa team than I saw earlier in the year under three units. Wow. I like it. I like it. I don't know what to do with the line. I, the Bucks are playing pretty well. The Saints, they, they were a little dicey even offensively against the Falcons, I thought, and they had to have forced three fumbles inside the 20. So Saints showing a little bit more of a chink in the armor than I thought. So I'm not going to touch the line, but I'm with you. I mean, I think that they'll they'll both score more than that 13-10 Cowboys, but I don't think it gets to 57. I'll go two units on the under 57 as well. The best bet. Next up, Ross, it's the Jets and the Bills in Buffalo. Three-and-a-half point favorites are the Bills. 38-and-a-half the total. Right. Uh, Bills, I love the Bills, but I, I just don't want to lay three-and-a-half points. You know, the Jets have been good enough that they've been right there in some games. It looks like Darnold's going to play, but I, we don't know that for sure. This is just a game I'm going to pass. Bills should have won against Miami. They dominated the stats. This is a classic example, low total. I can't be laying three and a half. If it drops down to three, I can, abs- I can play the Bills. And this is a bold statement here. I actually have no opinion at three and a half. But at three, I would like the Bills That's how important that three is. The Bills are going to win this game by exactly three points one out of ten times when these two teams play. So um, I'll lean to the – I'm sorry, I'll bet on the Bills, but only if you can get minus three. All right, Steve, next up it's the Patriots minus eight at the Miami Dolphins. Our total is 47. So this is an easy pass for me. New England and Belichick are great in December. I think Belichick is 65 and 13 or something like it on the money line, um, just winning the game. But um, Miami's not been good to New England lately. The last five times they've come down to Miami, um, they have lost four of those five straight up. And I wonder, New England's always buttoned up. I wonder if this is the one time of the year that a team from Boston, especially late in the year, comes down to Miami and overlooks an opponent because they certainly have in the past. I pass. Yep. I'm I'm with you as well. For whatever reason, the Patriots just don't play well in Miami ever. They never do, and I, I think if anything, I would lean I would lean Miami in this one. The Patriots they might win it, or the Patriots just win a close game. But I'm not. I just don't feel good enough about it to do it. I would. I'm just going to lean Miami. Sunday night football. Ross, this one got flexed into Sunday night football. It's the Rams minus three at the Chicago Bears. Total is forty two. I like the Rams. You know, um, they were a little bit rusty last week, coming off 
the bye and after the Monday nighter against the Chiefs. But the Bears right now, even if Trubisky plays, I know the game's in Chicago, but even if Trubisky plays, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him and the Bears. You know, Aaron Donald has been unblockable. The Rams' offense has been very good. I'll, I'll lay the three points. I don't often do that, but I'm going to put two units on the Rams laying the three points. And we're going to go head-to-head because I'm going to put two units on the Bears. I don't think the Rams are rusty, Ross. I think the Rams are tired. They've had a unique schedule this year where they had to play three straight road games. They've had a bullseye on their back. For most of the year, they've been the number one rated team in the NFL. Even when they had a stretch of home games, they went to Colorado and practiced for a week because they thought they had to, were going to have to go to Mexico City. So even with that bye two weeks ago, this is the seventh week, the last 10, that this team has had to make a road trip or travel. And even Gurley, at the end of the game against Detroit, he says, man, I'm tired. It's been a long week. I don't think I've ever heard a, a player say that the week after they had a bye. And even that bye was weird, Monday night game and then Thanksgiving week. I don't even know if it really helped recharge their batteries. And I get Trubisky back almost for sure here. Uh, 29 degrees against the kids um, that are living on the beach. Give me the, the Bears two units. Steve, next up, it's the Giants at the Redskins. Washington, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 42-and-a-half. Yeah, that one-and-a-half is long gone. So the Giants are now a three-and-a-half-point favorite. There's been a five-point adjustment based upon what happened to the Redskins. And obviously, uh, they have to go with Mark Sanchez at quarterback. That's about a three-point downgrade from Colt McCoy. And the offensive line, both their starting guards out, both of their backup starting guards are now injured. And i got to ask you, Ross, you know all about cluster injuries on the O-line and shuffling people. I think that this makes the Redskins unbettable, so I'm passing this game. Your thoughts? I would agree. I think it makes it very, very difficult. I mean, they've got essentially their fifth and sixth guards in there, and that's just not good. There's no continuity with the guys to their left or right. And those guys have both played Ty Inseki and Luke Bowanko, but it just makes it difficult. Now everybody's playing with a guy next to them that they're not really familiar with, they haven't played next to before. Just not, not, not very conducive to running the ball very effectively. I'm passing the game as well. Ross Denver, minus six at the San Francisco 49ers, 43.5 total. So I like what Denver's doing right now, and the Niners are kind of a mess. So I don't really like to do this very often. Maybe this is Kyle Shanahan's last stand, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Broncos. I'm going to lay the six points. I think they probably win this game by double digits. I think the Niners are a dog at this point. Two units on the Broncos laying the six points. They are running the ball very effectively. Yeah, Denver is, and the Niners are actually racking up plenty of yards with Nick Mullins, but they're not stopping anyone. I'm going to go one unit on the over. Cincinnati at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored by 14, Steve, 47.5 your total. And if you notice a theme of these 14-point spreads is that I almost never lay the points and frankly, I want no part of the injury-ravaged Bengals, especially with A.J. Green out for the year now. I'll pass. Yeah, I, I usually like to take the points, but not when they don't have A.J. Green 
or Andy Dalton. I don't know how the Chargers will react after their biggest win in a long time against the Steelers on Sunday night. I'm just going to go ahead and pass this game as well. I'm with you on that, Steve. Uh, you know what? I uh, I take that back. I'm passing that, but I'm going to put I'm going to put two units on the over 47 and a half. I just the Bengals defense is horrendous right now. I I think there's going to be a, a decent amount of points in this game. So, man, I just don't know how many Bengals are going to score. Now I'm torn. Two units over 47 and a half. Ross, Detroit, two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Arizona Cardinals, 40-and-a-half the total. That kind of surprises me. I don't know how the Cardinals will react after they beat the Packers, but I don't like how the Lions are playing right now. I'm going to put a unit on the Cardinals at home getting the two-and-a-half points. Yeah, I was leaning to the Cardinals, and frankly, I'm holding out for a three. So at two-and-a-half, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass the game just because the Cardinals can be so anemic on offense, and I don't know about that home field edge that they did have that was somewhat substantial. Um, what In a down year, their home field advantage certainly goes down. So just a lean to Arizona. Steve, Philly at Dallas. Cowboys laying four with a total of 43. I got to tell you, if Dallas had lost the first game against Philly, I would be all over them here because I have them rated as not just the better team, but the significantly better team and obviously their young players on defense, Van Der Esch, et cetera, flying all over the field. But the fact that this is Philly's last stand, they're done if they don't win this game. So it's an all-in game for the Eagles. Because of that, I'm going to pass. So here's the deal. I, you know, I, I've taken – I bet against the Eagles the last two weeks. I told you guys to go Giants. I told you guys to go Redskins, take the points. Now I feel the opposite. You know, the Eagles O-line, D-line playing much better. They got Golden Tate involved. They got Sproles back. They're running the ball with Josh Adams. You know, I think the Cowboys are probably the better team right now. They might win it, but I like the Eagles getting the four points. Two units on the Eagles getting those four points. Ross, Pittsburgh minus 11 at the Oakland Raiders. Total is 51.5. Right, and... This is one where I would typically lean Oakland, getting those 11 points. That's a nice number there. They're just a tough team to have a whole lot of faith in. Uh, we've seen that over the years. They came through for me last week, though, so uh, I don't know. I'll put, I'll put one unit on the Raiders getting the 11 points. Yeah, with James Conner out for Pittsburgh, and frankly, I don't even recognize the name of his uh, replacement um, so that is certainly a concern with Pittsburgh. So I could only look towards Oakland. I don't like betting on Oakland. They're a team that has let me down more than I think any team in the past in the NFL where they had good stats and failed me. So just a lean to Oakland in this one. All right. Finally, Monday night football, Steve, Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle lane three and a half total is 45. And once again, the hook takes me out of the game where, um, if I could have laid three with Seattle with a big home field advantage, I certainly would have done it. Um, we saw Seattle just beat Green Bay um, about a month ago in primetime by exactly three points. Making money laying three and a half is not the way to make a living betting the NFL, so I will pass. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to put a unit on the Vikings, getting the three and a half points. I like what Seattle's doing right now. 
and I'm probably once again showing too much faith in the Vikings. It was not rewarded last week. It's why I'm only going one unit. One unit, the Vikings getting the three and a half points, showing faith in Zimmer and Cousins and those guys perhaps one last time. Terrific work as always, Steve. I love it. Now, this is the week where we get back on track. I thought we were going to get back on track for two weeks in a row this past week. I felt really good about a bunch of my bets. Obviously, the Vikings and the Redskins, that kind of stunk. But that's okay. Feeling real good about this week, which is why you should take all the bets that Steve and I just made. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 so that you get that 50%, 50% welcome bonus and bet. Look, there's even other stuff. You want to make the Army-Navy game a little more interesting? I'll be on the sideline for that one. You want to make the Heisman Trophy ceremony a little bit more interesting? BetOnline.ag using the glorious promo code PODCAST1. That's the deal. That's what you want to do. What I want to do is say good luck, everybody. Uh, I think we're done here. I hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.